The Dungeon Made Me Do It is a real play D&D podcast. Not sure what that means? Here's what you'll need to know. We the characters will act our way through an adventure. The story progresses by our actions, which don't always work out. The degree of success is measured by the roll of a 20-sided dice. 20 being an absolute success in our favor and 1 being a critical failure. We'll be playing with milestone leveling for anyone wanting to keep track. We'll be starting our story at level 3, where level 1 and 2 will be aired separately as they are individual stories. Before we begin our story, you can find us on our socials where any and all feedback is appreciated. You can find us on Twitter at the Dungeon MMDI or our subreddit at the Dungeon Made Me Do It. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the Dungeon Made Me Do It podcast. I'm Josh. I'm going to be your dungeon master again for the second episode, scouring the lands of Barovia. And with us tonight, we've got our, our wonderful adventurers. Let's start off with Kyle tonight. How are you doing, Kyle? Fantastic. I am doing great. So I am playing Sashara Storm. So he is a reborn. He is a bard, College of Whispers. He's a pretty tall, kind of lean, muscular guy. He was wearing a black over like trench coat. However, he has taken that off as uh, sitting inside the inn. Uh, he does have like white hair that's shaved on the sides and the back and it's kind of pulled back into like a tight ponytail. Uh, his skin is a very like pale gray uh, and his eyes are a bright fluorescent blue. His right hand is actually non-corporeal. So it is spectral in vision. So he is missing an arm, but has kind of created a new one. He's just kind of sitting there. He's got these, this kind of like black leather vest on no real shirt on underneath it with like a loot on his back and a rapier at his side all right next we'll go to trevor go ahead and describe your character to us all right my name's trevor and i play scar he is a vampire barbarian and my character he's about seven foot he resembles a very primal man and his skin is also a grayish tint to it. His eyes are yellow, and he has these dark red scars on his uh, body that look like they're stained. All right, next up we've got Bill. Hello, I'm Bill. I'm going to be playing Therbin Deathseeker. I am a human studying the art of necromancy. Therbin is a very pale, tall man draped in a large cloak with an oversized pointy hood. He has long silver hair with kind of grayish eyes, very sunken cheeks, and a very pronounced jaw. All right, next up is Jennifer. Hi, I'm Jennifer. I am playing Victoria. She is a high elf, and the way I would describe her is she has like olive white skin, freckles on her face. She has some flowing long red hair. Um, her eyes are a very piercing green, almost to the point where if you would see them, they would almost look like they glow, even though they don't. She's probably about 5'7", 130 pounds or so. You know, kind of a um, athletic build to her. All right, and finally wrapping this up is going to be Jorge. Hey guys, I am playing Karthix Kane. He is just a human fighter. Nothing really special about him, no magic or anything. He is about 5'10", with light brown hair, clean-shaven, pretty boy. When you look at him, you'll really notice that he has actually two different color eyes. He has a green eye and a blue eye. He wears different types of armor. If you look at him close up, he has like a chainmail shirt um, that's kind of fitted, and he has it overlaid with a leather chest piece and a leather arm piece that's going down his left arm. He carries dual hip sheaths on his left hip, 
and on his right side he has a kind of light blue nearly sheer garment hanging down kind of past his knees all right that sounds sexy which i did forget to mention that she's very steampunkish that is very much her attire it's kind of i don't even know how to describe her attire except for that it's very steampunk okay let's go ahead and just get right into it is there anything you guys were doing before you guys turned in for the night. I know that we kind of left off on that moment where you guys were probably about to turn in, um, but did it, was there anything anybody wanted to do? Yeah, so after everybody else went to bed, Scar was gonna get up and he was gonna leave the tavern to go do a little hunting. By hunting, what are you looking for? Well, he would probably go out into the woods or something and find like a, a wolf or something like that just something that he can feed off of so he's not because he already sees how bad the town is mm-hmm. and you know he doesn't really like air breathers but he doesn't want to hurt them any more than they already are so if he can find something out in the woods to feed off of rather than take some of their livestock okay uh, i'd say that you could probably find either like a random animal it may not have been a wolf could have been a rabbit, could have been a deer. We won't make you roll for that. I'd say you could probably find something out there that you could feed off of if you're not too picky. No. Yes, squirrels run free, I'm sure. Yes, there's plenty of squirrels. You get a couple of those in a night. <laughs> Was anybody else doing anything? Well, so Scar doesn't feed like a normal vampire. He feeds off their life energy. Mm-hmm. So he has like a little tentacle that has uh, like flower petals with teeth and it comes out spectral and it flashes onto them and then you kind of see their life force go through this red spectral tentacle. Okay. And does this kill whatever he's feeding off of? No. If I roll a 20, that means that my thirst overcomes me and then I ended up killing it and then I'll start having to feed more. And then mm. the number will go down, so then it would be a 19 or 20. So, so if it gets too bad, is there anything that can stop you if you just keep rolling bad then? I don't think so. Alright, well, well, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. That's everybody else's problem. Uh, was there anything anybody else was doing? Nope, I was just trying to get some sleep and rest up so that I can go on my hunt the next day and do what we need to do. Since Sashara doesn't sleep, he's posting up in a chair and just kind of hanging out watching the bar. So you did a disguise self before you came into town, so you kind of look pretty much like a normal human. Did you get a room for the night, or were you staying out in the sort of main lobby area? I'm staying out in the main lobby. There's no reason for me to get a room because I don't sleep. Okay, what are you going to do as the spell begins to wear off? At this point, pretty much nothing. Just, you know, I might kind of keep my hand under the table, but it seems like this town is, you know, struggling a little bit. Maybe they'll need some assistance and I can prove my worth that way. So you're saying maybe they won't freak out as the guy begins to decay in front of them. (laughs) That's right in the tavern. It seems like they've seen some shit, so maybe not. With a friend like Scar, I'm not really sure anything would look very, uh, strange. As Scar's just sleeping on the table across from me, like, I don't think anyone's going to be paying too much mind to me. Is anybody getting a room to stay at, or is everybody staying in that main area? Um, I believe that I am in a room. And again, he said the rooms were on the house, or, well, you know, Ismark wouldn't pay for him. So if you'd like to have some privacy and don't want to be in the main area, it's completely free. Nope, Scar's posted up on that table just chilling out in his living <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alright, and so, so Shara will be over here then. Karthix will actually take this time to clean up a little bit, 
sleep in a bed for once instead of sitting on the floor. Okay. Have a nice shower instead of, you know, bathing in a pond. <laughs> okay. And then Victoria's going to stay in the room, too. Is Theron been staying in a room, or is he staying out in the open as well? Nah, he's just passed out on the table because he's hurt. Okay. Okay. The night goes by pretty uneventful. You guys kind of get a, get a good night's sleep. Therabin, you can go ahead and heal. That's amazing. One night and you're in full health? Well, he doesn't have a whole lot of health to fill up, so... Nope. <laughs> There's really nobody in the tavern when you guys kind of get up. You might see in the back, there might be some people working, but where you guys are at now, there's really nobody. So, Sashar, are you going to hit a disguised self again, or are you just going to walk out the way you are? Uh, I'm just I'm just kind of hanging out. There's, there's not many people in here. I don't got to worry about that. Okay. What's everybody else going to be doing as you guys are kind of getting up for the day? Um, I think I'm going to come out and try to get some food because, you know, unfortunately, I'm, I'm, I survive on food and sleep. <laughs> Us mouth breathers. Scars continue to lay on the table. Well, he sleeps with his eyes open, too. So you just see his eyes open, and he's not breathing, so you don't know if he's asleep or if he's dead. But he's just staying on the table. Just gets better and better. <laughs> Therabin's gonna wake up and just start studying his spell book like he normally does. Okay. Karthix, when he wakes up, he's not going to get straight out of bed. He's going to lay there for a moment, looking up at the ceiling and take some time to get himself ready. Slowly put his feet on the floor and he's going to take a moment at the edge of his bed and he's going to grab onto the blue garment that he's carrying with him in one hand and the silver necklace in the other. I'm sorry, my love. Please forgive me for what I have done, for all the things that I'm still to do. And then he's going to finish getting ready and he's going to go ahead and walk out to the main area where everybody is. Okay. Well, if you guys want to wait around here for Eric, the bartender, to kind of get some stuff done, he can probably make you guys something. You're going to notice that a lot of the food here is very sort of the hearty roots or potatoes, turnips, uh, really no fruits other than the wine that they have here. So there must be some type of like vineyard. Scar, he's going to get up, put his shield on his back, grab his dragon leg axe. And then he's going to mosey on up here and ask, Hey, you, air breather, you still have any of those wolf? Oh, yeah, that's what I've been cooking for your breakfast. Good. And then he climbs over the counter. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Scar hungry. You might need to stay here. I can't let you back there, but I'll get it. Everything that you brought to him, he butchered it, and it's really just the meat part. He has a pelt in a pile. And he's got the meat that looks like it's been curing overnight. Probably not done, but he could bring those to you. Why does he act so sad? It's a good question. There is a woman here that's kind of helping him out who seems to have a little bit of a different temperament. And she's she hears you saying that. She kind of gets close to you and she says, he, he's a soulless man. You don't know. Uh, no. What is a soulless man? No. I mean, ma'am. I said that. Um, he, he doesn't have a soul. You aren't from around here. It's not often it happens, but every once in a while, a person is born, well, what we believe is without a soul. And, well, there's not that light in their eyes that most people have. That's very sad. It is. Oh, excuse me. And she kind of goes out and prepares tables or cleans things. Sashard, so because I know that your person's sort of between life and death. Do you look like you're undead at this moment? Oh, yeah. He's got, like cracked lips and everything like that his skin has 
basically he has like no beating heart no blood like he looks dead and then like i said his arm which he's not wearing his trench coat right now his arm is a spectral arm for whatever reason both eric and the woman maybe they're just too busy maybe they're trying to avert their eyes from you guys they don't seem to notice it they just kind of go about their business maybe i can kind of whisper to Carthix. hey What's up with the He silently studies him. <laughs> so doing like a perception, I got it nat 20 on perception. So, so I heard her be like, his hand, his hand. And at this point, Sashara wants to like look back at Victoria and cast message to where only she can hear. You don't want to know how I lost this hand. Carthus is going to come over to the table with the other people. We were propositioned to go and look for this coal. And then he takes a big bite of his food because nobody's listening to him. <laughs> Everybody's got their mouth full. Yeah, Sashara doesn't eat either, so he's just sitting here while everyone else is eating. Did we find out any information from the guy that was here about this guy? Like, which besides his name, where he is or where he might be or where we might be able to find him? No, I think we freaked him out too much. Tiny Chieftain just said we had to look for Entrail Man. Follow hmm. the stench, I guess. <laughs> Can I try, since I'm from Barovia, um, doing like a history check for this colon to see if I know anything about him? I will, and but because it's part of your character's backstory to have like that amnesia, you're going to have disadvantage. Okay. I am going to trigger my knowledge from a past life. Okay. And I'm going to roll a d6 to add to that. Okay. A 15. All right, 15. I mean, you know a little bit about Barovia itself, but you don't know about this person specific. Um, anything, especially anything, like, really recent. Yeah, just just Colin in general, just to see if I know, like, where he would be. Like, yeah. if he's in this town, if I know what, like, area of town he's in. Just so we know, like, where to start. Yeah, I would say you never heard of the guy. I mean, he's nobody famous, at least. So, yeah, no idea. You do know, if anything, if you're trying to look for information, you could go to, you do know where the Burgomaster's sort of house is. You could go by there. You could find Ismark, because he said he's the current Burgomaster. So you know kind of where to locate that in town if you want to kind of go find him. Okay, so really quick, kind of backtracking. Would I know that I'm in Barovia, or am I still in the dark as to where I am located? So for your character, at least, and actually... Probably for almost everybody in some way. I'm sure Scar and Sashara know that they can't quite leave this area. But for you guys, as far as you know, you must have got lost somewhere and somehow took a little wrong turn and you ended up in this place you've never seen before. Um, you're probably a little off kilter because you're like, how could, like, I kind of know the area a little bit. Like, I don't know about this place at all. So you're probably just like, I have no idea how I found this place. But I'm sure in your mind, yeah, I'll go back out. I'm sure I could just walk back home. So we're not quite aware that we're trapped here. Oh, no, no idea. We're just in a different town. Do we know that it is Barovia? Would have Sashara or Scar have kind of brought up that they're in Barovia at all? Would you guys have mentioned to them about this thing? Sashara didn't. Scar would, no. This is Scar's first time actually being in the town. Okay, so I'm going to use this moment while everybody's here and develop that rapport. He's overwhelmed. You know, we have men with no souls. We have men with spectral arms doing all these things that 
are not a normal part of life. If to him he knows that he has not teleported somewhere, something's going on and he kind of needs answers towards that. So I'm going to use this opportunity while everybody's around the table, you know, eating or watching other people eat, discuss what we're, you know, before we were going on this quest looking for somebody else, let's kind of get our bearings. All right. Well, I can answer about as much as I remember, but whatever happened to me to make me like this, and he holds up his spectral arm and just kind of looks at it, it has affected my memory in more ways than one. All I remember is that I was killed. A while ago, actually. Actually, I can remember every time that I died. I'm up to six now. It's about as unpleasant as it sounds. I know this land has something wrong with it. You can't leave. Souls can't leave. Creatures can't leave. But things still arrive. I don't know why. I don't know how. But I feel like the answer is right there. Maybe we can figure it out together. I'm trying this on my own for at least the last six deaths that I remember, so maybe I'll try with other people. Maybe this colon guy can shed some light or the Burgermaster. Oh, I... Oh, I guess that's kind of a bombshell, isn't it? Oh, um, I... yeah. What am I gonna do? I have a home and a family and... So while they were talking at the table, Scar walks over and he takes a bite of a chunk of meat. And he walks up behind this waitress lady. Oh boy. And kinda puts his hand on her shoulder and he says, Hey, air breather. Is there any abandoned places in town? She's gonna get freaked out by this. <laughs> she should. Obviously. Uh, and she's just looking at you terrified like, I I'm sure you can find some, please don't hurt me. Listen, I I I'm just trying to clean these tables. So seeing her shaking, Karthix is going to rush over there, put his hand on Scar and be like, whoa, 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 big guy, hold on one second. And then look to the waitress, he means you no harm. We're just trying to get our bearings and learn the area a little bit. So since you obviously look a little bit more human, a little bit more normal, not this hulking <laughs> tower of man. muscle in front of, <laughs> yeah, of man muscle, uh, she's going to kind of calm down a little bit. And she's, I mean, a lot of the places are borned up since the things attack at night and people don't like to go outside and people are missing. Yeah, a lot of people have boarded up their houses and half of the houses here are probably abandoned. And it's getting worse now that, oh, people are, uh, I don't really want to say, but. Could you point us in the right direction? I mean, you could go out and probably pick a house and there's probably a 50% chance it's going to be abandoned. So other people can leave? Only right now. Are you talking about leaving the town? I, yeah. I I think you should be able to leave the town just fine. So I'm going to slowly step back, keep my hand on Scar, kind of leading him away. But what about these things? She said things attack people. What things? I'm going to let you kind of choose how you want to kind of approach this. Do you want to do a sort of like a per persuasive or diplomacy on this, or do you want to kind of intimidate her to, to tell you? Okay. <laughs> so she's gonna say, please, I don't. All I know is that, that some people who drink the water, they, 
they don't survive and they come back is undead. And as she says, spits out his water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. They have not been serving you guys water. I should have cleared that up first. When they gave you your breakfast, they gave you wine to go with it. So if you would have said, oh, can I get water instead? Eric probably just wouldn't have responded. He just would have just looked at you and said no. And then just walked away. If you would have asked her, she would say, probably should just drink the wine. That's what she'll say. I mean, she says that something's happened to the town, the water. Listen, it happened to a family that, that lived not too far from me, and they boarded up the house. They're still inside, but they're not alive. And they're... I could hear them sometimes when I walk by there. Listen, I don't know what's going on. Please, I'm just trying to survive. And Scar sees that she's scared. He kind of just chuckles a little bit because he gets a little laugh out of it. <laughs> oh, like, ah, ah, ah. That's how he like, gets his rocks he, off. <laughs> he reaches in and he, he looks at one of those little round things that he has and he throws one at her. Can you tell us where this house is? Wait, what What round thing? What way would you throw at her? I threw a coin. Oh, a coin. Oh, the round things. <laughs> the shiny round He doesn't know what things. it is. He just knows it's a yeah. shiny round thing. Yeah, she'll kind of... Let me see. Let me look at my own map, how she kind of would describe how to get there. She would say, when you leave here, you're going to go northwest. Her neighbor's house is on the right two houses when you get to the next cross section. So Scar just looks at her. He takes a bite of that meat. <laughs> on her little tray she has. And he says, to battle! And he walks oh, jeez. <laughs> Alright. Well, I'm just gonna go ahead and follow him. Out the door. <laughs> Karthix is gonna follow behind. He's gonna put his hand on the lady's shoulder. Don't mind him. He's not as scary as he seems. And give her a wink and kind of walk back with her. Just kind of ease the tension just a little bit, just in case we have to come back. <laughs> He's a scary guy. It kind of comforted her a little bit, so that was good. Alright, as everybody following suit, everybody's kind of leaving. Yep. Not really where we were planning on going, but, mm -hmm. you know, big guy's walking. For some reason, Victoria just has some kind of affinity with this guy. She's like, I guess I'm just going to go ahead and follow him, and I guess I'll go just wherever he's going to go. Maybe he can get me out of here. All right, I'm going to go and put you guys onto the big map here, the village of Barovia. Are you just basically taking her directions and going straight to that house that she kind of described? Sure. Yeah. Okay. You guys are going to head northwest on here. You get to this road, and like she said, two houses down, so this house about right there. You're going to see it is boarded up. And around you, there's a couple other houses that are boarded up, you know, here and there, from just what you see going on here. Yeah, the town looks not completely deserted. There's a few people out in the morning. It's still very, very few people. So as we approach the house, I would like to do a perception check, see if I can hear anything in the house, because she said so, sometimes she can still hear them, kind of see if there's an easy way in that we're not going to make a lot of noise. Sure. Give me a perception. Oh, that's okay. a six. Uh, I'd say at the moment, I mean, just kind of putting your ear up against maybe the boards or, I mean, the windows are all boarded up too, so you can't really put up against them. You don't hear anything on the inside of there. Is the front door boarded up? The windows are boarded up. The front door is boarded up. Yeah. It's a small house, and there's really only one door, the front door. It's, it's just got boards just kind of nailed in across it. I think Victoria should walk up and kind of just knock on the wood. <laughs> Give me a perception after you knock. Oh, my six is so great. <laughs> <laughs> it seems pretty quiet inside there. Gar, he's, he just believes what that lady said and that there's stuff that's just not alive in there. Mm -hmm. And he wants to see what it is. So he's going to take his axe Kay. and he's going to just swing at the door. All right. So you're going to start hammering at this door. You are going to break the boards that have been nailed up on it down. Uh, you guys are totally free to enter. I want to do a stealth. <laughs> as, as stealthy as you can now, sure. As a, a, 
after you planted the C4 <laughs> on the wall. I'm not smashing anything. I'm like hiding around the corner as they're doing whatever they're doing. Oh, I get it. I thought you were saying stealth to get inside. Okay, yeah. Oh, yep. shit. As that axe hits the door and splinters, yeah. it'd be like, kind of just hang your head like, I guess we're doing this now. Yeah. So Shars hiding in maybe off in an alleyway or a nearby bush or something. And everybody else is just kind of right there at the door. Victoria I'm back by Shashara. I'm right next to the door. I'm actually going to look at Victoria. Is this how you do it? And I'm going to like <laughs> slam my fist on the door like I'm knocking, but just really hard. I already said I put my ear up to the door to kind of listen, so I guess I'm stuck at the door. <laughs> so I'm going to hang my head and be like, oh. <laughs> so how about everybody who's at the door go ahead and give me a perception now? Oh man! Hey, sixteen. It's a little better. Oh my God! Another six. <laughs> oh, 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 net twenty. Net twenty. So I would say anybody who at least gets above a ten is definitely going to hear some movements, scratching, maybe like a moan from inside here. Definitely, there's something moving around now, up against the door, like it's coming towards the door. Um, and I'd see eventually if you guys wait a little bit. Even Karthix would be able to hear maybe something scratching on the, the inside of this door. So Scar's going to be like, I don't smell no air breathers. I don't need no heartbeats. And I'm just going to kick the door. I want you to do an attack roll. There's some stuff behind the door. I want to see if you if I'm going to let you do some damage to these things. Right. Just from kicking this thing in. So a d20 plus strength? Yeah, just like a normal attack roll. Based on that, we'll see if there's okay. any damage. So okay. Okay, I'm gonna do some damage to these things as you as you knock this door down. We'll do a d6 from each of them. Two damage, and then I'm gonna place you guys in your next map. So as you bust down this door, you're gonna see inside here kind of a disheveled room. There's gonna be some broken furniture about. You're gonna see it looks to be three sort of undead, shambling zombies that are kind of walking about. Might as well do some uh, initiative rolls. Thirteen. All right, honey. Nineteen. Ah, yes. Or zero. <laughs> How do you roll a zero? Don't you have like plus to your initiative? Negative one. Nope. So really Negative roll. one to initiative. Oh my nice. god. <laughs> your character failed the SATs. I think everybody's on there. He's too busy studying necromancy. Damn it. It's all he cares about. Strength? No. Armor? No. <laughs> But he does have a 30 speed, so he can he can run pretty good. All right, well, Karthix, even though Scar is the one who kind of busts this door down, you're going to kind of be first in the draw. What would you like to do here? So when he kicks the door in, is he going forwards into the door as well? Yeah. Daddy always said, follow through! <laughs> <laughs> as you see Scar hit through the door and mm -hmm. kind of, you know, barge his way in, he's going to go ahead and draw his longsword. Well, I guess no time like now. And I'm going to come in and this first guy standing in front of the door, go ahead and take a swing at him. There you go. Dead 20. Critical 25. Sheesh. Starting it off right. That would be 18 damage. 18 damage to him? I don't think he's got any immunities or resistance. Okay. 18 it is. This is slashing damage, correct? Yes, it is. Go ahead and roll me a uh, d20. That'll be a three. All right, so you're going to sweep one of its legs, and you're going to cut one of its legs clean off. But he's not down? I would say probably he's going to fall prone, but uh, it's not dead. It seems like he can still be moving and crawling towards you. 
He's got a lot of health for a dead oh, person. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Scar, you are next. All right. Scar's going to move forward, and he's going to say, To battle! And he's going to rage. Mm -hmm. And this time, he's going to use his claw. Oh, okay. So you see these giant claws form. They're okay. not like werewolf claws. They're just razor sharp, like his fingers extended. Okay. And he's going to swing. I get to hit twice. <laughs> So I missed the first time, and then I got a 15. You actually didn't miss that first time. That is oh. an 8 hits. Oh, These things are not very uh, dexterous, and they don't have any armor. It's just a regular common clothes, so. 22 damage, or 24 damage. Jesus. Just savage. I'm guessing this is slashing damage as well, right? Yes. Because it's two attacks. Roll be 2d20s. 14 and 18, so you're going to tear off one of its arms. You are also going to decapitate the zombie as well. Nice. Even though it's missing an arm and a head, the body still is standing and kind of lurching around. And you can see the head as it falls down. It's still kind of like gnawing at the air. Uh -huh. Yeah. Is this the same zombie that I knocked from? No. No, this is a different one. Uh, Victoria. Um, I'm going to go ahead and Miss Victoria is going to say, How did I always get myself into these situations with men? I swear. <laughs> and she's going to go ahead and take for her short sword. She's going to go ahead and swing at this one in front of Karthik. All right, deal that damage. Um, wouldn't he be prone? Wouldn't that be with advantage? Oh, 20? She's going to hit either way. Four damage on this thing. Uh, it looks like it's piercing damage, so no limbs are going to go flying on this one. It's still kind of clawing about on the floor. Sashara, you're kind of see these, your companions okay, at the moment so. entering this building. Some attacks so going off. Shara you hear Scar scream out in rage. And <laughs> what are you? What are you gonna do? Kind of run into the door, and he is going to use his rapier. Twenty-two. All right. Uh, I'm also going to burn a bardic inspiration die to use my psychic blades. So that is six piercing. That's definitely gonna be as a hit. well as eight psychic damage. Zombie is finally going to crumple to the ground, and uh, as well as its arm and its head are going to stop moving too. They're they're going to go completely still. All right, these zombies are finally going to get going. So the one that's on the ground is going to try to claw at Karthix. Going to try to uh, to grab at his leg and try to gnaw on that. So it's going to make an attack roll. Let's go ahead and do. Uh, ooh, ooh, nice! I didn't even see this. Zombies, hey, they get three attacks. So ooh. here we go. Lord. Let's go ahead and do the first claw against Karthik. or grabbing? He gets two claw attacks, and he's going to bite with one of them. So he's both clawing at you, and he's trying to bite at you. So he goes to claw with a 17 on the attack. Is he prone still? Yes. So isn't that disadvantage? He would have disadvantage, so he's got a five on that. So when he goes to swipe, Karthik's just going to bring his leg up over him and just kind of step out of the way. So as you go to, to bring your leg up, his other claw is going to kind of come up at the same time at the leg that's on the ground. That's a 14 to hit. That's still going to miss. Ooh, so maybe you could just step backwards out of the way. Okay. Kind of push him over. And as you jump back, he kind of lunges forward to kind of take a bite out of you. But again, he's going to come up short on that one. That is going to be his movement. And next up is going to be the other zombie. So the other zombie is going to move forward towards Sashara and also try to do some claws. So Sashara, this one is going to get a 7 and then an 18 on the claw. So you're going to take three slashing. 
And after it kind of claws you, it lunges out to get, take a good so, bite out of you um, with a 19 doing two damage. No, so the silvery barbs, I'm giving him disadvantage on that attack. Gotcha. And then I'm giving myself advantage on my next attack. Okay. Okay. Yes. So then I'll go with the 12 then on that. So you just, what, took three damage? That is it for them. Let's go ahead and go to Therabin. Well, Therabin's going to walk in, and I'm going to kind of wander over here, and I'm going to cast a firebolt on the zombie next to Carthage. Okay. Does it need to make a save? I'm going to yep. say you have an advantage on this. Uh, All right. 16. Either way, it's going to hit, so go ahead and do some damage. That would be five. It's still going to be moving. You kind of caught it on a fire a little bit, but it's still it's still smoldering and still moving around. Carthix. Carthix is going to go ahead and grip his sword with both hands and just take a nice clean swipe at his head. Okay, there we and go. That will be a 16 for 5 slash. And this thing is going to just kind of drop to, or well, I guess it's already on the ground. It's just going to stop moving. Its claws are just going to lay limp, and it's not going to move anymore. Then Karthik's going to put his foot on him and just kind of kick him over, kind of clear him out of the way. All right, anything else? I will go ahead and move in a little towards these other guys where everybody else is. All right, Scar is next. Scar's going to come over here. Mm -hmm. He's going to walk over behind this guy. I don't know what your path is going to be. It might get an attack of opportunity if you're going right past it. I thought as long as I stayed within the five feet around it. With 5e, it's... As long as you don't move, like you can run around the guy, I guess, in that threatened as long area. As you away, yeah. Scar's gonna be like, rip flesh from bone! And he's just gonna attack twice with both his claws. Alright. I get advantage because of flanking. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That's both are gonna hit. Alright, so that would be. What was that? 8, 15 damage. 15 damage, the zombie. Go ahead and roll 2d20s for me. Let's just see what you rip off this thing as you eviscerate it. So you are going to tear off an arm and a leg from this one. The leg and arm are still moving on the ground as you kind of rip them across, uh, rip them off this body, but it is going to kind of fall prone as well. Anything else, Scar? Um, no. He's got a giant grin on his face as he just <laughs> The limbs twitch on the ground. He's all, <laughs> you see that, guys? I got him! I got him good! <laughs> All right, Victoria, what would you like to do? Victoria's going to stay where she is. Cause, uh, she's seen that, you know, Karthik's getting slashed and bit at, and she says, there is no way I'm getting closer. I'm going to give him a firebolt. Uh, that is going to hit. Uh, how much? Oh, five, 10 damage? Sorry, I wasn't even looking. It's, it's going to smolder, but uh, it is not going to kill this thing. Arms are still twitching and stuff. Uh, any movement at all or bonus no, actions? No, she's going to stay right there. <laughs> all right. Sashara, take this one out. All right. So Sashara's just going to kind of look down at this thing, pulls out his, his rapier, just kind of puts it right above this thing's head and just says, wow, you're really bad at this. Why don't you try picking on someone smaller than you? See if that helps. And he's going to attack. Um, that would be with advantage with his rapier. That's a 16. We're going to do four and the psychic blades for another nine. Probably overkill, <laughs> but I want to make sure it's There you go. <laughs> it does seem to stop moving after you kind of plunge this rapier into it, uh, making quick work of this last zombie. Uh, and that will take you guys out of combat. That went a little bit better than the wolves. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Therabin is going to investigate the bodies to see if it was necromancy that brought him back or if it was something else. 
It's tough to say, but you can't tell anything magical will happen to bring these things back. You're not totally sure, but this doesn't look like any necromancy, at least that you're familiar with. Got it. They since Scar's still in his rage, and he's got his claws out, he's gonna go over to each zombie, and he's just gonna take his fingers and just stick them into the head. Oh. Out just to make sure. Gotta get that double tap. Yep. Karthix is gonna lean down next to the bodies, kinda look at everybody, and maybe there was a way that we could have lifted this curse on this town instead of slaughtering a family in their house. Sashara is, is just walking up to Karthix. Trust me, don't think like that. When it comes to the dead, don't make second guesses. If it attacks you, kill it. Not all the dead are as uh, amenable as me. But they didn't attack. We invaded. Karthix is going to stand up, walk towards the exit, a little more bummed out from it because things are kind of odd here, so he's kind of just rolling with it, but he's not really feeling too happy about it. Scars. After he does all the little double tapping, he's going to take one finger from each one of the zombies, and he's going to put them in his little pouch. Gotta take trophies! <laughs> Puts them in there with his uh, wolf teeth that he took earlier the other day. I'm going to look around and kind of just not see a darn thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a five. I see nothing. Mm -hmm. Bunch of looters. Alright, so I'll come over. I'm going to put my hand on Carthix. Maybe we should check the water. Carthix has already walked outside oh, there, so you'll have to come outside with Well, him. I'll follow him outside. I already got So him. I'm going to go ahead and look over at Therabin because, you know, he's been talking a lot about working with the dead. Would you know of anything that somebody could put in the water supplies that would create vile creatures, make the dead walk? Well, it's one thing to reanimate. It's another to make the dead walk. This is beyond my understanding at this time. He'll go ahead and clean off his sword and put it back in its sheep. Let's keep moving. I'm going to say, as you guys exit, you're going to see there's a couple people that are going to be outside when they see you, or if you kind of look towards the way, they're going to almost kind of scurry off like, oh, Jesus, I don't want any part of this, whatever's going on here. So a lot of the area that you're at right now has got deserted quick. Look at them scurry. <laughs> I mean, we could have just let them out and let them be eaten. I mean, scurry away. Therabinch used to people running away, so he's not surprised. All right, well, let's go find us a water supply. He's going to walk on down into the main street, give a quick look around, and try to figure out which direction we're going to walk. What way do you guys want to go? Like, are you just going to kind of search this whole city for some wells? Or are you going to go to a certain place? We're in a pretty much like a dilapidated part of town, right? Like, there's a lot of houses over this way that are boarded up. There's a few everywhere. It's not like every house in this area is boarded up. It's like every third house that you see is going to have some boarding up on it. Every third house are randomized. It's, it is kind of random. I mean, you'll maybe see two in a row. It's not like it's an orderly thing. Like, you might okay. find two in a row here. You might find a section that's totally looks totally fine. Then you might find another section that, like, every house kind of on that corner is boarded up. So, okay. but that's kind of the kind of, estimate. Yeah, because I was thinking, to make note of. thinking the more, more of the boarded up houses would be probably where the well would be, that it was poisoned or whatever. What if we headed to, you call it the, the Burgermaster? I think that's as good of a plan as any. Sashara knows the Burgermaster is at the sort of the larger house, the very south of town. Basically just a straight road going south. Kind of halfway down this road, you're going to hear what sounds like sobbing coming from like a second story window. It's, it's open and you can hear, it sounds like an older woman up there, but like, Gertrude, please, I just want you to come back home. Gertrude. As you guys are kind of walking by. Scar doesn't hear it. 
It doesn't take you guys very long. You're going to get to this sort of this large uh, house kind of at the, at the end of the road. Definitely seems like it's very important important person's place. Kind of seemed like Richard was important. <laughs> well, I, was, I, didn't, I wasn't speaking for everybody. I just rolled to see if my character was going to hear it. Anybody else heard it, they can they can stop. <laughs> Poor Gertrude. Yeah. We're like, we're not even doing a perception check. Here's what happened. Eh, whatever. We'll, we'll check on Gertrude after we talk yeah, to Yeah, it Gertrude. seems yeah, like sure. there's a lot Good of idea. stuff going on. Scott had no time for tears in life. He has no time for tears in death. So you guys are going to see this wary-looking mansion behind this rusted iron fence. The iron gates are kind of twisted. They're kind of torn up. And the, the gate actually kind of lies kind of almost like it's been broken off. The stuttering squeal and clang of the gate. So the one of them is torn off. The other one's lazily swinging in the wind. Weeds choke the ground and press with menace upon the house itself. Yet against the walls, the growth has been trampled down to create a path all about the domain. Heavy claw marks have stripped the once beautiful finish off the walls. And great black marks tell of fires that have assailed the mansion. Not a pane or a shard of glass stands in any window, and all the windows are barred with planks, and each one marked with stains of evil omen. So it looks like a really nice place to, to visit. <laughs> Scar's going to look at the gate and then look back at everybody. It wasn't me! And then step over the gate. I will try to make my way over the gate, walking behind Scar. Knocking on the door, or what are you guys doing? Yep, knocking on the door. So you're going to knock for a bit, aggressively. <laughs> For a while, uh, the door is going to open. Ismark is going to answer that. He's going to see you guys in front of him. He's like, oh, you guys are still here. So am I to believe that you've gave some thought into looking into the missing person? seems that there are several missing people going through this town. And a lot more than just one person's life is at risk here. What do you know about the water and what it is doing to this town? <sighs> well, I was thinking ta tackling one problem at a time, but... Uh, kind of seemed like the water is a bigger problem. I wish I would know what, what was... Let's go inside and, and talk. It's probably a lot better. Are you guys going to go with him inside? Sure. Yeah, Shard just yeah. walks in. Scar just walks in and says, Tiny Chieftain, I got trophies! And he pulls out the middle <laughs> finger he removed. He says, you have rodents in your town. So as you guys are going to go in, you're going to notice that the interior uh, of the interior of this mansion is a lot better than the outside. Pretty well furnished. It actually looks really nice in here, though... The obvious oddity is that the, the windows seem all boarded up. And you can see it looks like on, on each of the windows there's sort of like symbol that's been drawn. I should say on all the boardings there's no windows left. But you're going to see on the boards on the inside there's these weird strange symbols on there. Really odd thing you guys are going to notice as you guys are kind of going through here and he's bringing you into the house. There's going to be one room off to the side that you're going to see a sort of a simple wooden coffin surrounded with like wilting flowers the faint odor of a decay coming from inside of it what not nothing these... too strong but yeah what do these symbols mean on the windows what are, are they supposed to keep something out uh ismark will kind of point to him be like yes trying to keep out whatever straw is sending towards us i apologize this place has seen better days and no doubt you've seen and he's going to kind of point towards the coffin that's over there. My father died two days ago. hes We still haven't been able to bury him within the churchyard yet. But um, uh, we're, we'll get around to that as well. Do you realize the rancid smell that's coming from that? Yes. Uh, we have... My father was a good man, but the people here are afraid. And they're even afraid to most times to come over here to help bury him. 
um, or fear of what Strahd might do back to them. I I will, it, it will happen. I'm, I'm not too worried about that. I'm trying to keep my people safe for right now, though. Um, you were asking about the water, correct? Yes, it seems that there's been something in the water changing yeah. the people of your town. Yes, um, we believe it's with the water source. A, pe- a lot of people who've been drinking it, uh, well, before, uh, changed. They died, and they came back. That's what we call the undead. So, usually our best choice course of action is to board up the house and keep whatever's inside there in there. I don't know how many people it's happened to. I don't know what's exactly going on, but I'm sure the, something's going on with the water. Fortunately, we do have uh, plenty of wine storage, but we haven't got a shipment of wine in, in quite a while. And uh, that was the other problem I was going to have to deal with, is I'm wondering... <sighs> When the next shipment of wine's gonna come, or else these people are not gonna have anything. So, yeah, one thing at a time. Um, so, with everything that you're drinking is wine, what makes you think that people are disappearing and not just wandering off and getting themselves killed? Well, they've been storing rainwater, things like that. It's and the wine's usually been a way to purify, you know, any impurities in the water, um, bacterial things. But um, no, I think the disappearances are, aren't related at all. I mean, we've seen what happens to the people who fall under this whatever it is, and it's they don't just disappear. And people don't leave Barovia. They, I mean, I know it doesn't look like it, but this is the only safe haven they have. People wouldn't wander off from here. Something's happening to them. So while he's talking, Scar is going to kind of walk over towards the coffin. Oh. And I just want to make a perception check here. I don't I don't hear shit. I rolled a six. <laughs> but I'm going to ask him, have you had a chance to make sure he's dead? You're going to hear another voice come from a different room. It's a woman's voice. And, and you're going to hear her say, yes, he's dead. Ismark's gonna get up, uh, Irina, and she's gonna say, it's, I've heard you guys talking in here. Who are these guys? He's gonna kind of introduce you guys. We say that you're here to kind of help the village of Barovia. You guys are looking into the disappearances and possibly into what's happening with the water. And she's gonna kind of pull him off to the side and kind of talk to him privately. What are you guys gonna do at this moment? I'm gonna see if I can hear what you're saying. Sure, go ahead and give me a perception. 14. 14. You can kind of hear bits and pieces, things about, you know, are you sure these people are going to be trustworthy? Are you, things like that. He's going to say, we don't have much of a choice. I mean, he's got so much going on. We haven't even, you know, been able to bury father yet. I need to get you out of here. And if these guys, you know, if I could, if they could take care of what's going on in here, then I can get you out of here. And she's, she's going to say, you're worrying too much about this or whatever. And he's going to like, you're not safe here. He's coming after you, and he's coming for you, and I know it, and I want to get you to somewhere safe. They're going to kind of go back and forth about that a few times. Scar's going to... Ha! You think... You think we're a problem? You have big problems in town here. Karthix, I think, is going to side with Scar on that. Like, why would you think that we're the threat? She'll kind of address you, and she says, Listen, anything that usually comes into this town is trying to kill people, and we've survived by being cautious from the looks. Actually, I'm going to go ahead and give a perception check, because I haven't done that before, especially for the guy who's definitely looking like he's undead. And especially for how your friend is looking, I don't have a lot of trust for any of you. I'm not sure trust is a luxury you can afford in this. 
And Ismark is, is maybe he's starting to really notice that, yeah, Sashar doesn't look like a living person. I mean, he's, you were talking and, and everything normal, but you look completely different than you did before. But he's going to kind of hold himself together and he's going to say, what choice do we have? That's what he's going to say to Irina. Bold words coming from air breathers. I don't understand why you guys are complaining so much when we're here helping you. We have it, done it, nothing that's... in your town that has done anything to make you think that we are here for any other reason. Is Marcus going to say, yes, I think that you guys could do a lot of good around here. Irene is just overly cautious, especially about, you know, everything that's been going on. So anything that we could do to help you help us, I will do put it at your disposal. Good. Being cautious is a good way to survive. Do you have a big source of water? Yes, we've got wells scattered about. Uh, there's a few of them. Uh, there's one not too far from here. He's going to kind of do a little math in his head. It's like, I think we have three water sources in town. What can you tell Scar about Entrail Boy? Colin, I think his name. Yeah, his house isn't too far from here. It's it's just up the road on the, uh, on the right, just before you get to Mary's house. He... I don't think he was doing anything. He wasn't traveling anywhere. He, he was a normal guy. Uh, I don't really understand what happened to him, but you might find answers if you if you look at his place. It should be completely unlocked. Scar doesn't worry about locks. I just knocked the door hard. I, I haven't had a chance to, to go in there myself. I've been so busy keeping everybody from freaking out. And then he'll point over towards the coffin. You shouldn't bury a chieftain. You should burn him in respect. And I'm going to walk out the door. I think Darabin's going to inspect the runes on the inside of the windows to see if he's ever seen those before. They look strange because they're almost exactly like the god Lathander's holy symbol. But it's it's off a little bit. But it looks extremely familiar. Ismark will kind of say it's, you know, it's it's the symbol of the Morning Lord. It helps. If anything, it, uh, to give us some solace to keep away the darkness that comes at night. Karthag make his way outside. Did he give us the location of the well? Yeah, he would have kind of told you where they were at. I think after seeing undead and holy symbols everywhere, Therabin's gonna start asking questions to his book, because he's, he's a little overwhelmed right now. I'm going to ask it, what do we do next? The temple is the only place you need to go. Worry not with their troubles. Move to me. Helpful as usual. <laughs> Scar's gonna kind of look at uh, Karthix. You think I should go make sure his dad is dead? <laughs> We're gonna leave that one for now. I say we head to the water and see. It doesn't seem like something's getting into the water. It seems more of somebody's putting something into the water if they're still being able to collect the rain. One body in a river can contaminate a whole tribe. That's what I was thinking myself. What if someone threw a body down into the well? The way, little man. I'm gonna make my way up to this well up here. Listen and see what happens in the rest of the town you know, as we walk by some of those boarded up houses. You guys aren't gonna really hear anything. There might be a few people out there. You'll still hear Mary crying for Gertrude. <laughs> There's really hardly anybody out. Can I smell anything? As you're going to go up to this well, mm -hmm. give me a perception as you go up to him. No. <laughs> oh, Just to no. know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty good. I, you know, have no sniffer <laughs> at all. <laughs> Does she fall in the well trying to smell it? <laughs> you don't see anything out of order with this well. Scar kind of wants to uh, just inspect it, inspect the bucket, see if there's any blood or anything on the way down, any odd shaped footprints or anything like that. Yeah, so you guys are going to come up to this area oh, and... Shit. <laughs> Obviously, you don't see too much either. 
Arthrix falls down the well with her. <laughs> I got a 12. So, oh, everybody else is good. It's going to be kind of a uh, normal stone well, nothing too crazy. It's pretty wide. There's going to be a bucket with a rope next to it. That's pretty much all they have to kind of draw up water. You don't see any blood anywhere. The bucket looks totally fine. There is some water in it. I'm going to say the smell from the water is going to be off. There is something wrong with the, with the water going on there. Uh, looking down into this well, you don't see anything. It looks like it's pretty deep. It's just darkness. Can I shoot a firebolt down there to put some light source in it? As you shoot this firebolt into there, you can see probably around 50 feet deep. And as that firebolt kind of flashes out, as it hits, you're going to see some movement bobbing up and down the water. And you could swear it looks humanoid moving around down there and there's multiple of them i yell down there hey hey someone down there your voice is going to kind of echo but uh you're not going to have hear anything come call back to you hmm. do we all see this i mean she called down yeah i would say you all see then something's in there do we have any torches or anything like that that we can lower down there scar's gonna light a torch i'll help you out air breathers I have spider climb. I'm just gonna light the torch and climb down. You start climbing down the walls of this with your torch as you're going down deeper into this well. And as you kind of get towards where the water's at, you will see that within this well, throughout the water, you're gonna find... While he's walking his way down there, um, kind of simultaneously through this, Karstix is gonna see if he can find some place to tie a rope off. And he's gonna climb up on the lip of this well and kind of give him some cover going down in case something gets rowdy. As the light kind of starts shining from this torch and you can finally see what's moving in this water, a hand's going to kind of grasp out. That scar's out of the way. But they're going to kind of reach out as you, as you get close to them. And you're going to see five of these putrid... Their, their skin is just falling off their, their bodies, these zombies that are just kind of bobbing through this water, trying to claw their way up you know, over this wall to get to the scar, but uh, they are hanging out in this well. You said 50 feet deep. He's, what, 35 in movement? So he's still a little bit above them, so they can't actually reach him. I, I wasn't going to be counting just him moving 35. I'd say if he got close enough for that torch to work, he's probably about 20 feet away. So Sashar so is going to kind of look at the party. Do you want me to try to take care of that because I could try to take care of this real quick. Did my tying myself off work? I don't want to fall. Yeah, yeah, you're fine. Karthik's going to have an arrow notched and he's going to let Char do his thing and, you know, just kind of sit for a backup. I am casting Shatter right here in between. It'll hit okay. all five of them. They need to make a DC 14. All right, save. I'm going to do one. This will just count for all of them. Make it nice and easy. 16. Silvery barbs. <laughs> well, all right, I'll roll another D20 for him. 13. Ha, they failed. <laughs> So they take 15 okay. thunder, and I can do that again <laughs> if no one else is wanting to So do. you're going to kind of hit this, and there's going to be a big splash as the, as the water's going to kind of explode around them. And you're going to see chunks of these zombies just flying off into the water as they're just kind of get blown apart a little bit. But they're still bobbing around in there. You want me to go ahead and try that again? Do it again. DC 14 con save. Con save coming up. 14. Uh, we, we still have plenty here. We're going to All right. Their next con save is going to be 19 now. So 14. They keep the fight. 14. Okay, so they'll take they'll take half of that. So five thunder. Another big explosion as the water kind of is shooting up all around them. They're still kind of bobbing in the water. They're still they're still there moving around. Again, more viciously kind of clawing their way, but they're they're missing fingers. They're missing body parts. It's kind of floating in the water around them. It's becoming this like 
disgusting, putrid chum. Alright, I did my part. Alright, I'm gonna go ahead it. and take a shot down there. This guy directly across that I can see. And that'll be a 21. That's gonna hit him. Go do your damage. For 10 damage. Okay, this one, you're gonna kind of hit it, maybe square across the temple, and it's gonna go face down, and it's not gonna be moving. I'm gonna just huck some acid down there. I mean, we don't have to do this all night. I'm acid splash. I mean, they're not be able to attack you back. They can't climb the walls. You can start picking them off with your arrows. You could kill these things eventually. So is that what you guys are doing? Just kind of picking them off, acid splash, arrows, things like that? I would yeah. assume so, yes. Yep. Okay. So eventually there's going to be a moment where, I mean, it's just pieces of them floating in the water, but nothing seems to be moving. Okay, and then Scar's going to start picking up all these pieces and carrying them out of the water. Right? <laughs> we just poisoned this water more. Got to get the trophies. Right. <laughs> about carrying all of them up there <laughs> not scars problem i mean if they're just sitting in the water was killing us imagine what all their vile and gross they need to fish it out and re-well anybody right. got prestidigitation <laughs> <laughs> so we'll help scar get up out of the well oh i just climb right out yeah he can climb right out it's just like walking for me. I got spider climb. What's the plan now? I'm assuming we're going to end up having to go back to let them know that they're going to have to clean this all out. I think, I think we keep it more bad well, than good. <laughs> if, if there was one like this, the others are too. So I might as well Probably. retcon that, or that we go take care of the other ones. Yeah, I, I would assume so, yes. Yeah. Okay. You guys make your way to another well. If you guys are kind of doing the same process, Scar going down, you're going to see maybe not as many zombies in the next one. Maybe there's like three. The next one might have six. But it seems that these zombies that are in this well, are you guys disposing them the same way that you did the first one? Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I don't think so. So has Karthix kind of, you know, vocalized this whole thing? Like, I feel like we're doing more bad oh, things. Oh, absolutely. Good. So Karthix is going to actually, there are so many missing people in this town right now and we know that the water is turning them into these zombies we are killing all of these people that are gone missing they're not missing anymore <laughs> we are giving their families closure we are actually doing good because now they can get down and clean that out we've gotten rid of the danger so now they can clean it out and have fresh water again correct just seems if people are missing their loved ones to tell them that we have ended them <laughs> Exploded them. <laughs> we, more. we did not end their families. You, there has, you got to have a separation there. All right, there's the ones we killed were not their loved ones. That was what is left of their loved ones. So hearing this, Karthix is going to kind of fiddle with the light blue garment on his side. He's still going to carry a broken heart. Can Scar kind of tell that Karthix is a little bummed out? Uh, I'm sure everybody can. Yeah, right. I mean, he seems pretty vocal about it. I burned my tribe. My tribe died at the hands of a pale man, but they would have been just like them. And then he just throws the torch down there. I understand. It just, it, it, sometimes it's easier said than done to let go of something. This is like when the Avengers saved New York but take out half the city. It's... <laughs> As you guys are kind of making your way back towards the Burgermaster, you're going to kind of go back through the town main square. And with all the sort of putrid things you've been destroying and stuff, I mean, when you kind of shatter them in the water, there are going to be chunks flying, and there's going to be a smell that comes up. I need a power. 
as you guys are coming into this town square, though, you are going to start to smell actually something that smells extremely good. So you're going to get this mouth-watering smell. You're going to hear the chatter of people. And as you get to the square, you can see what looks to be some type of cart that's in the town square. And now this is probably the most people you've seen at one area and outside. And they're all around this cart. You can smell the scent of like fresh breads and roasted meats. Uh, and the delicious smells are so striking from the contrast that you can't help those who eat to kind of salivate. Like, oh, wow, this actually smells really good. Better even what you've even had at the tavern. As you get closer to this cart, you'll see what looks like a woman. She's kind of handing out looks like meat pies. It's kind of an older woman. She's got grain hair and everything, and, and she's a little hunched over. Go, oh, don't worry. You'll all get one. You'll get one. And she'll kind of, you know, take money from people and hand out these different pies. Mm-hmm. I want to roll an insight check on her. So I still, I do still have advantage from my okay. silvery barbs. Or hear nothing or see nothing. Fuck! Either. <laughs> Son of a... Eight fucking... Advantage, and I got an eight. Oh, Fucking yeah. bullshit. I don't, I don't yeah. eat, and I won't. People seem to really be uh, all over whatever she's going for. It's kind of not hard to see from the smell of it. Yeah, whatever she's making, it's way better than these guys have ever had around here. So you could kind of understand, like, yeah, I would be all up trying to get this stuff, too. Carsex is going to go ahead and approach the cart. All right, so <laughs> he's going <laughs> to... All right, so as Carthex approaches the cart, obviously she's not baking these here. Can he use perception and check anything out? Yeah, you can see there obviously look like different sort of pies. There's things like some made of berries, like a berry pies, lamb pies, sweet potato pies. Think of almost like a personal pan pizza type size. They're they're, they're pretty smallish. I want to con- I want to try to convince her to give me the uh, like how they make them with a persuasion check. Oh, well, we have a few new faces in town. I haven't seen you folks before. Hold on, I'm going to give her a chance to really look at Sashara. (laughs) I think Karthix is going to step up before Shashara does. Okay. They're acting a little bit off towards the undead. Hey, what do you have for sale? So, Shara, you're kind of staying out of sight then? Yeah. She's going to say, well... Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Morgantha. I've been selling these dream pie, these little pies for a little while. They're my little dreams. I know travelers when I've seen one. Go ahead, free of charge, if you'd like to take one from me. But um, they usually sell for about a gold piece. I see you all kind of need probably a little pick-me-up. Whichever one you like, dear. I've got a wonderful lemon tart. Simply wonderful. Dad, I think that we're going to try a, a tart. She'll hand one off to you. Are you by yourself or is everybody else with Carthix? I want to try something. I don't sure. know if this is going to work. I want to cast Detect Thoughts. Okay. I just glean like the surface okay. thoughts of whoever it is. So it's what they're thinking in that okay. moment. They have no idea that I'm doing it unless I try to gain more insight. So if I try to like gauge its emotional state or the thing that it thinks about the most, something it worries over, whatever, then it has to make a wisdom save. So I'm going to try to just gleam her surface thoughts when she's talking about these meat pies. So as she's saying like, oh yeah, these are the these are the pies that we have and they're they're my little dreams. I want to know what her thoughts are in that moment. Okay. Uh, so she doesn't have to make a save at all, right? No, not not just for the surface thoughts. It's just whatever so her, she's thinking Her surface right thought then. is to, hey, I should I need to give this guy one for free, and then he's going to come back and get some more. 
as I detect that, cast my my message cantrip to Carthix and kind of relay that sure. information. Is anybody else approaching to get anything else, or just Carthix getting one? I'm not. I'm kind of standing behind, viewing this situation interestingly. What in the world is wrong with these people? <laughs> What? It's a lady selling pies. What's so crazy about that? <laughs> well, she kind of hands it off to you and she says, you know what? I'm sure you're going to enjoy that. If you ever want any more and I'm not in town, I have an old woodmill just a few miles away over to the west. Come by and see me. Thank you. I was letting Karthix know that she was basically saying that if you eat one of these, you're going to want more. Yeah, and I already want more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not hungry all of a sudden. You guys are way too skeptical. If it doesn't bleed, it's not. Is is Karthix the only one eating this? (laughs) Nobody else is eating it? I guess so. I'm not. No. No, I'm not. Alright, well, Karthix, you will gain 1d8 temporary hit points. So if you want to roll that, so you get some temporary hit points on you. No, 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 it doesn't need any, yeah, so you get three temporary hit points, yeah, and it's, and it tastes awesome, I mean, it actually does taste really freaking good. Oh man, it would have been great if that was a perfect Seiko head of level up. Yeah, right? (laughs) So yeah, it just tastes awesome, you feel like, it's like, ooh, this is, this is really good, you actually feel like you kind of like, kind of gave me a little, little boost today. See, it's got some crack in it. See? <laughs> <laughs> These are my crack pies. <laughs> I've seen this before. In my tribe, they smoke herb and they get that look. <laughs> the Dungeon Made Me Do It is Trevor playing the role of Scar, Jennifer as the lovely Victoria, Kyle playing Shashara Storm, Joshua RDM, Bill in the role of Theridan Deathseeker, and I myself, Jorge, play Carthex King. We are a new podcast group, so if you like us, check us out on our socials and leave us a comment. Our Twitter is the Dungeon MMDI, and check out our subreddit at the Dungeon Make Me Do It. But what about Gertrude? She's crying. Fuck Gertrude! <laughs> 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 Sorry. <laughs> My bad. Uh, so, yes. Oh my goodness.